person and it fit, you know, it's like, you know, and, and I, like I told you, this is a passion of mine. I love hearing hymns and I love being a part of it. I'm thankful that I, I have that. And I'm, right. I've, you know, one of the things that I, um, that kind of make me teary-eyed sometimes is that I don't know how many more generations we will have because mm. so many people don't know them, don't right. want to know them. They right. think it's just old, archaic. And I'm like, please listen to the words and listen to the passion that goes Hello and welcome to another episode of Music and Nostalgia. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And particularly because of the season we're in right now. Um, and the person that I have on here for you guys to get to meet. Um, we've known each other probably about 18 years now, 20 years or something like that. And it's been a blessing. Um, we met on campus at Mercer University but we built a relationship. I don't know if you remember this, but we built a relationship when we went down to Statesboro for one of their ministry things that they'd had. And we were mm -hmm. walking the community and ministering. And that was when, cause you know, we, you know, walked pair two by two and mm -hmm. you and I paired up and walked and were ministering to people out and about. And that was when I got, I grew a love and appreciation for you. Um, so without any further delays or any other interjections, let me introduce you to a good friend of mine, uh, somebody that I've admired for a long time. Um, one of the ministers at my former church, but still my family church. I still believe that that's my family. Every time I come down to Macon, I make it a point to at least drive by the campus, even if nobody's <laughs> on site. Uh, it just makes me feel warm uh, to be able to go past Straight Street one more time, <laughs> you know, um, but without any further delay, please welcome our family, our guest today, Minister Kalea Lee. Kalea, uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dapo. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to be here. I really <laughs> am. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, on my show thus far, right, I've really focused on and talked about, you know, my personal experiences with music. And mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out a way to explore some of the songs that um, exposed me to a new side of music. But then also, because you're a minister, um, you also understand uh, the, 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 my exposure, because you were there when I was introduced to this, but mm -hmm. into the hymnals, the Black Southern hymnals. I don't know if it's necessarily just Southern, but it feels very Southern in mm -hmm. so many aspects of it, because I feel like this was where the birthing of this style of music uh came um from the mm -hmm. south so i you know i was introduced to a lot of songs that i never knew the words to so <laughs> let, me, let me start you off like this right because i know this was my song request so mm -hmm. but i want your your perspective and your thoughts on it so if i was to um if i was to send you on a time machine okay right and we were going to transport you back to a time but your your mode of transportation and how you would get there is based on the song the hymn lord i i would come to thee that song mm -hmm. that hymnal mm -hmm. if that was your transportation where would it take you 
and what memories surround that song because i have i have a memory as well but i would mm -hmm. love to hear what memory comes to you and you know make it as colorful as you wish you don't feel like you have to minimize it I, i'm a talker here so we'll we'll talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I, well i'm a talker too so hopefully we won't um bombard each other but um lord i would come to thee a sinner all defiled if i just heard the words of that song it takes me back to actually probably when i first came to new piney grove um which like you said was 20 years ago. Um, wow, it seems like that it was that long. I'm like, how is it 20 years? But um, but it will be 20 years ago and hearing um one of the deacons of our church who has since um gone to be with the Lord, but um hearing him raise that hymn, and actually that particular hymn was the first time I remember hearing that one was at New Piney Grove, but it wasn't my first introduction to the old hymns as I grew up on them. And that was actually one of my attractions to New Pine and Grove, that it was kind of a blend of what I was looking for. It had a little bit of the new, but they didn't get rid of the old. And right. um, so on Earth Sunday and Communion Sunday, um, we used to call him Uncle Bill. Um, he was Deacon Mumford, but everybody called him Uncle Bill because that's the kind of, you know, church we were as a family. Right. And um, so that 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 line would take me to him and singing hearing him singing with such fervor you know even being an older gentleman you can tell he was still giving it all he got and then just um learning the words and i remember when they started putting the words up there so everybody can see them but um just reading the words and thinking about um myself you know it really kind of brings to how and I, and I know it's, it's basically just about music, but the music and the songs and the words help you look in deep into yourself to mm -hmm. remember that, you know, um, it's, it's all because of what God and what Jesus did for us, you know? Right. And so I thought that song was so fitting for Communion Sunday and it was a tradition and they did it every first Sunday. Absolutely. Even to now, we still do it, even though Uncle Bill is gone. Uh, we keep that tradition because it always reminds us to give, you know, thanks to God for his amazing sacrifice for us. So it was just, um, I think about powerful, I think, when I think about the word, um, Lord, I would come to the ascent if I, I think of um, just um, passion. Right. Passion would be another word that I would think of being passionate um, about um, what what God did for us, what Jesus Christ did for us. So I think Absolutely. that's um that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> oh my listen, that's that's a great place to 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 actually come to. And the reason I say that is because that it, it, my exact exposure to um to the song was at New Piney Grove. And mm -hmm. a little backstory for those that are listening. So in when I when when I got to Mercer one of the things that I um, ended up doing was joining uh, our on-campus ministry, Agape, All God's Anointed People Evangelizing. And it was it was a beautiful opportunity uh, to be in ministry, to, 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 to be surrounded by people that were encouraging in the word. Mm -hmm. And um, um, because college is a is a time and a place where uh, we define ourselves because there's so much exposure to a new life where we're not limited by 
the the day-to-day guidance of our parents or or right. whoever our our guide guide may be along the way um mm-hmm. so we start to create our own universe we we, mm-hmm. we associate with new people we explore different lifestyle um opportunities and just discover who we are and find things that don't necessarily connect to where we came from um right. and for me you know i came from nigeria and even though i'd been <laughs> in the states about five or six years at that point mm-hmm. i thought i was now exposed to what you know black america is like you know america mm-hmm. i thought okay yeah it's generally you know i think i but black america was something that was so intriguing to me that i thought oh man mm-hmm. i'm finally getting a hold of it mm-hmm. and then i came to macon and i was like this ain't the atlanta i came from like this is so right. the vibe the energy mm-hmm. everything was different and then when i got to the church i remember uh mm-hmm. being a part of agape we we started we i was a part of the step team and we started to visit different churches around town right and i remember coming to new partner grove and we stepped and i remember we would go to like the grocery store and people would be like you them you them triple stepper people huh and i you know i was like oh we you know like i can't even act up in walmart if i wanted to right because <laughs> it was now it's like i felt like i was a part of the community the family and we just right. kept invited. I remember my first time coming on a first Sunday because um, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, it's a, you know, the, the, it feels like an older church, like the, mm-hmm. the the stuff that I didn't connect to because, again, I didn't understand the cultural cues, even though mm-hmm. I'd been around for what I thought was a long time. Right. So now I'm actually um, in church and out of nowhere. Because there was no cue for this, you know. You know, Uncle Bill would just when he was ready, when 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 not, not when he was ready, when the spirit moved. Because he was mm-hmm. he was very so very connected to the to the flow of service. So I always loved mm-hmm. that about. But he would, you know, he would start and he had this shuffle stump that he would do and mm-hmm. tap on his leg, and that would be the 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 tempo that we would go on. And he would mm-hmm. he started law, and I didn't know the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, what just happened? And I heard somebody from the front say, all right, go to your hymnals, uh, number 533. Mm-hmm. And I scurry around, find the hymnal, grab it, and I'm opening, trying to get, and I couldn't find it fast enough because I was so mesmerized by the sound mm-hmm. and how everybody just kind of fell in line. And you call, what do you call, you called it, um, it's not call and response but oh it's lining hymns yeah. lining hymns mm-hmm. and i was like how do they know what to say next <laughs> <Right>. and how <laughs> do they know he's really using words like i was legit <laughs> confused i did not trust myself at that moment i thought there's no way i can't one understand what's being said but two can't keep up like try to right. find even when I found the page in the hymnal because I mm-hmm. that was another thing I loved which connects to my upbringing in Nigeria because I went to an Anglican church and in church we always had a hymnal mm-hmm. hymnal so mm-hmm. I, I grew up having that so I would always you know know to flip to that we you know, I went to other churches and we didn't necessarily always have a hymnal but my upbringing my youth I remember that all the time. And mm-hmm. there I couldn't keep up because they would go into Yoruba, which is my native language. And I couldn't keep up there. And mm-hmm. I was like, now I'm here and I can't keep up. I was like, I guess I'm home, you know? <laughs> and right. every single month I would come intentionally because I wanted to hear Uncle Bill. I said, right. 
I'm going to be here and I'm going to catch it. I never did. Right. Like, never. I caught some words eventually, especially when you started singing it, you know. Right. <laughs> but prior to that, I didn't have any mm -hmm. faith in myself being able to catch on to those words catch at all. Word. Right. And I honestly was weird. like, I honestly, I honestly don't know why I, I continue to be attracted to the narrative. And, you know, obviously on a spiritual level, I understand. Uh, mm -hmm. and then on, on the family level, cause that was one of the things that I'm, I'm such a family person. Like I have mm -hmm. cousins that I just met and I find mm -hmm. out they're a cousin and I start acting like we've been friends for decades. Um, right. but that's me, <laughs> you know, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, being let's, let's also be real. Here's probably one of the reasons why I'm, I'm gonna tell on myself right now. Okay. I was a broke college student. Right. Okay. Um, and every, just about every Sunday I come be like, Hey, you want to come to dinner with us? I'm like, but of course, what's homework? Yes, what's yes. studying? Like, you know, that's one thing that New Pine Grove did so well. Like they, right. the college and career ministry, they started right. you know, taking care of us, like actually adopting us like family. I right, I, right. I ate so much cornbread, turkey, and, and you name it, lima beans or whatever it was, those little green beans that I didn't even know yeah. what they were. I ate them. It didn't matter. Like it was food. Right. So, right, right, but, exactly. so I, I understand what you mean by, I, and I told you I'm a talker. Like I, I'd like just went back and I just remember uncle Bill just, right. man, God bless his soul. And I, and I, yeah. I, I, I know that his impact that he left on new Pine Grove is still felt mm -hmm. today. Uh, oh yes, of course. Most definitely. I mean, and like I said, I grew up in a church and you always, uh, it's funny that you said, you talk about New Pine Grove being, you know, kind of a small country church and the church I grew up in was even smaller. Mm. <laughs> so, um, you know, to be New Pine Grove was kind of big. <laughs> yeah. But, um, wait, but, so when yeah, you say smaller, we, like what, what was the size? Average of attendance. Um, on a, I mean, on a packed house, we probably had about 75 on a packed. I mean, that's like anniversary style, you oh, know, man. 75 to 100. You know, that's like no sitting room, standing along the walls oh. kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, like I remember coming to New Pine Grove and the average, I think, attendance for Bible study was probably what we do on Sunday. I think it was like 75 one Wednesday mm -hmm. night. And I'm like, we maybe have this many on Sunday, you know, it's like, um, you know, I grew up, my dad was the chairman of Deacon Board, my godfather was a pastor, my mom's of the choir, uh, me and my brother, we, we didn't get out of doing much. Mm. And so my brother and I were both taught to line hymns fairly early because oh. we didn't, we didn't have what was, what we know of as praise and worship. You know, that's gotcha. all we had was lining hymns. So the hymns like Uncle Bill did, um, that's what we did. And one of my favorite ones was um, A Charge to Keep I Have. Yes. And I love that one so much to um, even, I think, actually all Mercer's Camp is I was trying to um, come revamp it, come up with like a, you know, a modern um, version of it. And I haven't given up on that. I think that's still on my list of things, to, my bucket list of things to do. Come on. And it's not that I didn't like lining hymns, but I love the hymns so much that I wanted other people to appreciate it. And I didn't want the style of the hymn and the style of the music 
to get in the way of them hearing the words. Yeah. Um, because since we were taught to line the hymns, therefore then we start learning the words to the hymns. So mm -hmm. um, for me, it was a charge to keep I have. For my brother, it was what a friend we have in Jesus. And um, I remember him. I remember him getting on that too. Yes. And so it was like, that was his hymn he had to learn. Charge to keep a hell was the one I wanted to learn. And it's funny, you you really don't have, like, there's no musical notes, there's no bars, there's no, you know, counting. You just, they sung a little bit and you repeated it, you know, mm. until you got it. And then still today, unless you're comfortable with it, you know, you can find yourself, me and my mom joke about it, like, yeah, you get out there and forget where to go. Cause like you said, I thought that was funny. You were like, well, how they know what to say and where to go? Right. It's strictly through rep years of repetition and years of hearing it over and over again. So like I said, even though I didn't know that particular one when I first got to New Pine Grove, the, um, the flow of it, I guess that's the best way to describe it for those mm -hmm. who are not familiar with lining hymns, the flow of it went the same way as a charge to keep my hand. So I at least knew where to go right. musically. I knew which notes to hit. <laughs> until I can learn all the words to it. <laughs> oh, you had me fooled. Uh, yes. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this. Tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit about the flow because that's something that I always was curious about. Like, I mean, now on, I guess, on a theoretical level, I kind of understood. I didn't, I still would, don't ask me to lead it first off because I'm not musically inclined. Um, yeah. mm. But even if I was, it's one thing to, you know, to, you, it's not cues. You also have to kind of feel Feels where yeah. everybody is, because if you go too soon, because that's one thing I noticed that Uncle Bill, every time he did it, it wasn't necessarily after years of observing, it wasn't necessarily the same pacing every time, because exactly. sometimes we had to wake up to catch up to him. And sometimes he had to wake up to catch up to us and it all depended mm -hmm. on kind of the flow of the day but how do you how how did that how did, did you acquire i mean one obviously you're musically inclined but how did you kind of grab onto that because i i want to move to the song that you mentioned as well and talk about that because i love that one too um well it's funny because i know I am musically inclined, like, you know, I sing, I play an instrument. That's an understatement, by the family. way. That's, I'm sorry, let me interrupt that. That's an understatement. Talking about, I am, because don't you have an album? Okay, we're not even going to talk about the album yet. Let's, we, 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 we must touch on that before this episode ends. But okay. yes, she's got a beautiful gospel album that you need to hear. Uh, back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, but. You know, I sing, I've been singing since I was young, but even in that, I've heard deacons that are not necessarily the best singers, mm -hmm. but they can still line a hymn. It is just some type of, um, to me, the best way to describe it is an art form of just, um, I don't know, just the, the culture I was raised in mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the, 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 um, the energy that goes behind it too, you know? Um, I think learning how to know where to go, where the flow of the song, the cues is um, number one, I did learn. I mean, my dad tell me there was a short meter and a common meter. Mm -hmm. Nobody could tell me what that meant, <laughs> what short meter meant and what common meter meant. Right. I just knew <laughs> that if it was common meter, 
it went kind of like a charge keep I have. And if it was short meter, it went like what a friend we have in Jesus. That's how I, I you know, determined it as a kid. I didn't, wow. there was no, you know, four, four measure. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my classical training is there's a meter and this and beat and a time signature and that, that, there's none of that. And it's wow. literally a, a, a family, a, you know, um, not just a church, family, you know, not just a, a blood family, but a family of believers that they understand. And once you grow up in that culture, you just, it kind of just get engrafted in, you know right. what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there was no class on how to lead a hymn. You just listen for a while. And then as a young kid, they put you up there and you start and it will be funny because they could tell when you were nervous. And when I say lining the hymn, that means you say the words first mm -hmm. and then everybody starts singing it. But like when I, how I grew up and like you said with Uncle Bill, he wasn't the only one singing. Like right. when he tell us what to say, we all supposed to join in mm -hmm. and sing together. And I remember one pastor, I love him to pieces. He'll be like, don't leave, pray with him, sing with him, whatever. That's what he'd uh -huh. say. And it'd be the whole congregation. And it sounds like one big choir, you know, right. all the different parts, all the different nuances. And I think the great thing about it is that it wasn't no set time where you just mm -hmm. kind of like, Lord, I, you know, it was, flow you oh know what i'm God. saying yes. so you however you interpret it i mean we still kind of flowed together but it was no precise beat because you would hear the church mother in the in the back just moaning or wailing or something but it mm -hmm. still fit you know right. or somebody say lord have mercy and it fit you know it's like you know and, and i like i told you this is a passion of mine i love hearing hymns and i love being a part of it i'm thankful that I, I have that. And I'm, right. I've, you know, one of the things that I, um, that kind of make me teary eyed sometimes is that I don't know how many more generations we will have. Because mm. so many people don't know them, don't right. want to know them. They right. think it's just old, archaic. And I'm like, please listen to the words and listen to the passion that goes beyond that, you know? Mm. So um, I think my oldest, he's so intrigued, kind of like how you would say, He's intrigued of why grandmama moaned like he called my girl, he called my mom mama. So he's like, well, why did she say it like that? You know, and I love having <laughs> her so close to them because he he wants to know. So yeah. now he mimics what he hears, and that's how we learn. Oh, we awesome. mimic what we heard. Mm -hmm. And so my mom would say something like, Lord have mercy. And now both my boys would be like, Lord have mercy. Mm. Oh, Lord have mercy you know they'll just start singing it now but they had to hear it over they had to hear my mom sing it over and over again they, and they'll come to me like why did she sing it like that i said that's what we did somebody will be praying and it got good to us and we just yell out lord hammers and he wow. keep praying <laughs> so so you know what what's interesting about that is um it, you know one of my introductions to 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 black culture was you know some of the <clears throat> excuse me uh negro spirituals and i love mm -hmm. that we're talking about this episode in february mm -hmm. because um that was it was it was a shock to me to hear it but some of what you're saying here like how you didn't necessarily know meter and short meter all of that but 
it was a collective feel mm -hmm. for where the song was going or where the message was going. And like you mm -hmm. said, like, cause I, I growing up in Nigeria, that's something that even I thinking about it now, you know, different, different structure, but still the same core, like in church, like out of nowhere, one of the church mothers or one of the elders or somebody would, would yell out and it would be mm -hmm. in line with what was being taught or what was being sung. And mm -hmm. everybody just kind of knew mm -hmm. in that same rhythm where it wasn't, right. and it wasn't one like, okay, well, she started it. Let me join in. So it looks like, but it just, it just naturally flowed. Even I've caught myself in those moments now mm -hmm. in, in, in life where mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I didn't even know where that came from. <laughs> immediately like I, you know it'd be a low hum because i'm going to but <laughs> but i would be right there in the moment in in that message but it, it, it and it was a mind heart connection at that point where i didn't have to know i didn't have to know the the words i but i just knew how Don't. to kind of come in right and that's and, and that and that's and that was the great, great thing that, about it i mean sometimes mm -hmm. we would spend time what we call moaning you know you'd oh, be yeah. humming there was no word, mm -hmm. but everybody knew what it meant. You just hummed, you just moaned or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. And, you know, it's interesting you say say that, too, because I think of the movie uh, Sister Act, right? Mm -hmm. How, I, I, maybe it was the second one, where all the, all the kids, where they were working with the kids. And it's okay. interesting how, you know, with all the resistance, that was one of the things that kind of anchored the kids together, where or the high school students where they were able to now meet each other. Like when one was singing and they, they'd feel where the song was going or where the right. energy of the song was. And they knew to just jump right in and the humming mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever or the call, call and response or whatever it was, was a mm -hmm. part of that. I think that's an evolution to mm -hmm. him in line, lining, yeah. lining him, lining him. Yeah. him. Yeah. And I think that's an evolution from that, that, you know, it's, it came because it, it feels so, I, you know, let me not lie to people. I don't know anything. Y'all don't, don't be like, what's, what's he know? But I'm just saying, it feels like it all kind of marries together because there's right, that, it, right. it feels like that authentic connection is there. And mm -hmm. I love that you, you, even your sons are, are doing that, that they're, they're like, uh, what's grandma saying? That? And then yeah. come back and do the same, you know? Right. So it's 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 powerful. Like I, I I hope and pray that we can carry on the culture of sharing these stories, um, right. uh, because I, th I I think it's it's I think it's important. Like I know we've gotten to a stage where you know everybody wants to kind of explore lots of different spaces and and touch on different styles, and that's mm -hmm. great. But I I really want to see this exist. I you know I don't know how to do it, but I love <laughs> when I hear the likes of you, like even the young man at New Piney Grove. That mm -hmm. um, that I I saw him on the mess uh, on the on the on the stream of service. Yes. I was yes. like, "Good lord, he's like twenty two. Yes. He he knew the whole like. I was like, young boy, come on. I, I, I was over yes. here my, my white scarf. Like, come on, preach, preach. Yes. Come on. Yes. I was yes. like, pass, we pass. Joke that he has an old spirit. Yeah, oh old lord, spirit. yes. And we love it. Yes. He be, and he right down my alley, and my mama could eat him up because he, you know, <laughs> they be talking about those old songs, and he kind of grew up the same way, you know, learning those hymns. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, Pastor had him up there. He's like, do the old hymn of the church. He was ready. 
He was ready. Yeah. I, I love it. Now let's talk yeah. about, uh, you mentioned a song that is your go-to. Which one is that again? Um, The hymn, A Charge to Keep I Have. That was okay. the one I grew up on. That was kind of my my staple one Um, yeah. when I was asked to line a hymn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and I love that. I, I remember you singing it quite often. I love that because it just felt, it, I think about those songs, I just felt them like i didn't mm-hmm. know them but i just i felt mm-hmm. message and it it always aligned with the the sermon and the message that was coming from pa- either pastor dave or whoever the guest uh preacher was but it just mm-hmm. it aligned so well that i i didn't right. feel i it didn't feel out of place you know like even though we had a younger audience and an mm-hmm. old audience mm-hmm. and a hybrid it felt like we were all on the same page like we were together so what mm-hmm. what about that song uh where does that take you and what is that what feelings and, and memories does that pull up for you um this one definitely brings back memories of childhood of course being mm-hmm. like i said being a kid um learning how to line a hymn um and uh so grateful for the uh you know, the older saints that would let you get up there and make mistakes. Right. And um, as the old saints say, catch it for you when you mm-hmm. didn't know where to go. It's <laughs> like I told you, it, it, you did have to learn how right. to go with the flow. And sometimes you get kind of stuck, didn't know where to go. And somebody mm-hmm. just starts singing it for you, you know. But um, the words, uh, we usually do just the first two stanzas as a charge to keep I have a God to glorify a never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky to serve the present age. And that part really lingers for me. My calling to fulfill. Right. Oh, may it all my power engage to do my master's will. And so probably I um, love both stanzas. The second one probably puts the exclamation point on it for me because right. just being in ministry and even before ministry, it's just, I want to serve the present age, whatever that is. And I guess that was one of the reasons why I wanted to take some of the old hymns and just kind of rework them. Um, not because I don't like them the way they are. I just really want the words to um, speak to people, you know, mm-hmm. that we have a present age to serve. And he said, you know, may it all my power engage, like with everything in me, I want to do what his will is for my life. So mm-hmm. with everything I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, whether it's my hands, whether it's what I can give, it's mm-hmm. uh, words of encouragement, whether it's through song, whether it's through singing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if me singing is going to help lift up a spirit, then I'll, you know, I'll do it, you know. Right. Um, and so it's just, I want to serve the present age. And that hymn has always spoken to me that anytime you feel like you're you're tired or weary, no. Mm-hmm. And with everything I got, I got to do his will with everything I got, with everything that's within me. So of course it, it brings me up to the the old school days of, um, you know, being, like I said, we was in a small church where you had like space heater on each side. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, we had central air, but I don't know if it just didn't work as well. So you always had to be that get into, uh, stand on the pew and uh, pull the ceiling fans on and stuff <laughs> like that. That's the kind of church I grew up in, yes. I told you, I was like, this this is my thing right here. Yeah. And then um, you know, the kids lining hymns, um, knew nothing about standing uh, doing praise and worship, singing two songs and sitting down. They didn't mm-hmm. know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> sometimes devotion, 
sometimes devotion, what we call devotion, when you yeah. when you let hymns and songs and stuff, mm-hmm. and sometimes that would last probably a good 30, 45 minutes, you know what I'm saying? But nobody kept time. Right. Nobody wondered, like, how long they're going to sing, you know? Um, it yeah. wasn't... Um, no one was assigned a song. That was another thing my boys didn't understand. Really? When we went home. It's like the deacon would be like, can somebody give us a song to start off? And somebody in the audience would just start singing and we wow. all join in. Then he'd line the hymn and toward the end of the hymn, he'd ask everybody to sing. Mm. As we sung that last dance, I don't know if you remember that we said with Uncle Bill. Yes. Stand up on that last, that last little, little couple of lines. And then when they got ready to pray, you sat down Mm -hmm. and somebody would pray. And then as soon as they finished praying, another person, probably in the the mother's corner or the deacon corner, would come up with another song (laughs) and they just start singing. It wasn't, it went like, okay, you got song one. And then after he prayed, you got song two. Like you really had to be in tune with the service. Right. You had to, you know, and it couldn't be a pride thing because, you know, every now and again, two people would start. And somebody would just recede and let the other person sing. It went like, uh-huh. I was trying to get my song in this mm-hmm. Sunday. You know, it was nothing like that. So all right. those are memories I have uh, that's, when I sing. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's, so it's funny you say that, right? Because um, when I was in, in Nigeria growing up, I remember really being really young. And, you know, at that age, I, you know, kids, we just want to get out so we can go get ice cream or candy or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember they would start a song and then another song, somebody would start another one and then somebody else would start another song and they'd be like, let us pray. And instead of just going straight to prayer, they start another song. I'd be like, Lord, I want to get my ice cream. The ice cream man's going to leak soon. But I, re- that was in Nigeria. Like that, that I remember so vivid. Wow. And this wow. was eight, nine. And I, you know, like I'd be looking, we, all the other kids would be looking at each other. Like we never getting out. And, and we never get out. Nowadays, like, Kids would be able to just like outside of children's church, like back then there wasn't, um, but like we would, yeah. <laughs> right. We, and we couldn't just like walk out of church and just go in the hall. Like you had to sit there and you know, the mother's face, like for those of you just listening, they'd give you the unspoken sp- speech where you knew what, mm-hmm. but no words were uttered like you would get that and you know just sit back down or get back Mm -hmm. up and clap but that was so when you say that it takes me back to my experiences growing up and i have to like i I can't wait to talk to my mom now she's coming back she's she just came back in the country about this um (laughs) and see what songs growing up those were for me because she i remember one one time um we were gonna do a fast i was like yeah mom i'm gonna fast with you too um, at noon, I was like, well, I kind of fasted all day. So can I have ice cream? She's like, dude, we we just got to church three hours, four hours ago. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember that, like those wanting to do the things that my parents were doing, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not understanding like what, what really came with it. So when you talk about that, it takes me right back to that, a memory that right. I hadn't even thought about. Like I, I was just taking it back to like the experiences I had to New Piney Grove because it was, mm-hmm. I think the newness of it. Mm-hmm. And in the space um, of it, too, kind of connected for me. And, and the fact that I was expecting that, you know, because we're in the States and I'm from Nigeria, that things are not necessary. There's not much that had that would connect on those levels. 
And even though styles were different and certain things were different, we see today now that a lot of there's a lot of crossover because it's almost like we've been waiting to meet each other for so authentically meet each other for so long. And that's part of why I created this podcast, because I want to be able to have those uh, open door conversations where Mm -hmm. for me, I've, you know, you know, I grew up kind of a third culture kid, meaning um, I'm from Nigeria, but I was born in the States and went to school amongst kids from all over the world. And then mm-hmm. I came to the US and for the first time I was in school with all black kids or primarily mm-hmm. black kids. And then I went to college where I then went back to a mix of cultures and I had or a mix of people from all over the country. So I now mm-hmm. had to explore. And then I came to a Southern town where Mm-hmm. It was, it still had that old school feel to it. Mm-hmm. All of that just mm-hmm. kind of, so I don't, I don't have one primary culture, you know, like depending on where I am, like if I'm around some core Nigerians, they're like, ah, oh, you're American. If I'm around Americans and they see my Nigerian side pop out, they'd be like, boy, you African. I didn't realize you this time. <laughs> you know, so depending on where I am, people see me <laughs> as a different, like a different culture, which was a challenge for me, you know all Mm -hmm. through the years because even through college it's like now trying to redefine who we are and it's like where do I fit in like how do I identify so those things now really it really speaks to the core of why this podcast exists because I want to be able to connect with people and let them know that whatever their journeys are that Mm -hmm. um, you know we align with more people than we realize even though things are are so so. different you know um I remember Pastor Dave um, being one, being that he was over Agape, which all God's anointed people evangelize in that that mm-hmm. ministry that we were part of at Mercer. It right. was so good to not only have him as um, the advisor for the mm-hmm. organization, but mm-hmm. he became like Pastor Dave became like daddy for everybody. Like we, right. he, P- Pastor Dave went through more names than Puff Daddy. Like he was. Pastor right. Dave, Daddy Dave, P. Diddy, you know, Davey Daddy, Pop. you know, like Pops. <laughs> like he had so many names and and yeah. he responded to all of us with so much love and Mama mm-hmm. Ann as well. Um, right. That he wanted to make sure that we were all a part of the uh, the family. We weren't just, he, he wasn't pursuing membership, you know, right. and mm-hmm. uh, and that was so important. Like I, I, I remember loving that. I had the privilege of even, uh, working with the teen boys on Wednesdays for a Bible study. Oh, yeah, yeah, that for me um, was great because one, I, I got to learn a lot more about the things that we were supposed to be teaching them. And then mm-hmm. I had the desire to also make sure there was life application. So they didn't look mm-hmm. at it and say, oh, well, you know, this is just old Bible words, you know, right. and, and, and keep it moving. But that was taught in that environment. And because I mm-hmm. learned from all of those, like Uncle Bill and Pastor Dave and yourself and and uh, uh, Minister Brothers and so many people mm-hmm. that were just a part of, of the New Piney Grove family, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to uh, not want to connect, right? And more importantly, right. to also right. make sure that those boys, the young teen boys had um, a friend, a liaison a, of some sort, right? Because right, right. it's a lot of times there's that disconnect, just kind of like you said, that like the younger kids now may not mm-hmm. connect to some of those old hymnals. But for me, one, mm-hmm. I was learning, learning it with them. They more than probably knew it more than me, but it was just being able <laughs> to connect 
with each other mm-hmm. and explore like what is what is the ministry what is it saying to us and and when tying it into black history like how does it connect to what you know the story of black history is mm-hmm. in america um right and beyond you know beyond the 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 title stuff like slavery because yes that right. we all know that but knowing that i i i also feel like these hymnals even though they were written you know I don't know how far back they connect further back to even the pre-slavery slavery existence. They, they connect mm-hmm. to the people more than, you know, more than just written words, because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to feel it to be able to, to, to connect with it. And mm-hmm. I, and I feel like that was, that was the beauty of these hymnals because man, for somebody who came from Nigeria, who hadn't heard this style of singing, I was, I was a shocked. <laughs> you know and, and right. in a good way like you know yeah. you know it felt like the first time you know like the old cartoons when something explodes and like their face is just like drawn back that was mm-hmm. me the first few times yeah. like wait like is this real yeah like what are they doing okay. yeah <laughs> so it, it but it is it's magnificent to know that uh the god placed us in the same place at the same time because right. i got to learn so much from you uh, being oh, that, you. you know, like we got to, you know, we got to see you in ministry, like even before mm-hmm. you were a minister, you were already doing the work and we got mm-hmm. to see, um, what one, your voice is just magical. Like you would, you'd sing and I'd be like, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. <laughs> but like, I didn't even, like, I didn't even need to sing along. I was like, let me not mess up. I don't want to throw the wrong key. And somebody catches and be like, mm, "That's not of the Lord." Mm-mm, that where did that come from? But I was, I was, you know, so pleased to hear every time you sang. So, uh, for that reason, I know you released uh, an album. Uh, what was it? Twenty nineteen or was it 2020? Twenty twenty. I did a single in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Yes. Um. Tell tell us a little bit about it. Why why you uh you did that and you know so and if we can find it anywhere where to find it so folks can go search on on wherever and purchase the track. Sure. Um. The song is called. I know. Uh, I just put you on the spot. You didn't expect that, right? <laughs> no. Hey, that wasn't hey, was in my notes. <laughs> you got me on that one. I was like, oh, okay. Um. But um. Uh, but the song is called "I'll Trust You," and um. And you know, it's crazy because we're in the middle of a pandemic and that's the song that, um, I had so many songs in my heart that I had written mm-hmm. um, previous, probably years, 10, 15 years before, probably like I said, starting on Mercer's campus, repeating right. some of them, but just never really had the opportunity to release anything. And then, you know, just trials of life, things happen, setbacks and stuff like that. And um, God just opened the door. Um, with the help of uh, Patrick Jones Bailey. Um, me and him been musically riding away for a long time, uh, ever since he started playing piano. <laughs> and, uh, he has and a magical ear, by the way. Yes, uh, just wonderful music. He'll play it. I'll tell him whatever song it is, what key you need it in. He, he are, and he can do it. And yes. um, I'll say, <laughs> right. That and kid good, I, that boy good. Yeah. That boy good. <laughs> I had to have my brother uh, Dante Perry doing the drums because mm-hmm. ever since me and him connected, I just I had to have live drums on it. And his beautiful wife did the soprano part. Other than that, all the other voices were, were mine. Ah. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, all the background, the lead, all that part was mine. And then um, oh, last week we had some um, a guy come in, a friend of mine. You probably remember him, Charles King, because he came to Agape a couple of times. Um, oh, really? With the, uh, with the Agape family. Yeah, he came in and helped to um, get us to the finish line and just really... Um, you know, lended uh, his expertise because he had been there, done that. So mm -hmm. a lot of the, the hurdles we were going to have to jump, he showed us how to do it so we could do it quicker. Right. Because uh, the goal was to get it released by my birthday, which was December 23rd. Mm -hmm. So um, so for my uh, 40th, my bucket list uh, <laughs> item, I released the single, I'll Trust You. And um, out of all the songs, I chose that one. It does have more of a... Um, at old older feel, I guess mm -hmm. you could say to it, you know, more of the little two forehand clap type. Um, even though those who know me know I love a plethora of music, I mm -hmm. love um, all the way from Hill Song to Mahalia Jackson and everything in between. Um, that's just me. I, I grew up old school, I got connected to new school, and I so I love it all as long yeah. as it's giving a good message and it's telling the truth on the Lord, then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with it. Um, but I decided to do that one first because that was my roots is right. more of an older school. Um, you know, that feel of like, um, Clark sister type feel mm -hmm. that's where, that's the vein. That's what I grew up on. So that's the vein I went with and, um, it, it is available on any of the, you know, Apple music, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can also uh, look me up on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kalea, Kalea Lee, I'll trust you. Um, it's on there. You can download it from YouTube or whatever. Uh, so any of those, uh, Spotify or whatever, um, Apple Music, you can, can find the song. So All really right. pleased with it. I'm excited about it. And um, hopefully in the next, uh, by the spring, I'll be doing something else. It'll be a little bit different genre, but I'll be releasing another song. We we ready. We ready. I'm going to make sure I um, I put a link uh, below or in the video so if he, people know where to find you because i definitely want to make sure uh that that they catch catch the catch the song hear what it's about go download it or whatever because uh your voice like i mean i don't even need to say anymore i look i look outside of that even just going to to new piney groves uh page and and catching a lot of the um um a lot of the sermons and and you know you leading um and a lot of that too so we get to like really explore uh your voice through through v several mediums and so i'm i'm so glad that you're doing this because now folks get to know uh that 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 uh that the old school and the new school can be in the same space and embrace each other and really there's love can. and love in, in 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 walking us on the path that we need to go. So this is, this is fantastic. And you um, know, I attribute my grandmother to that. Yeah. My grandmother is real old school. She loved mm -hmm. her, you know, her Kenton spirituals and Lee Williams and stuff like that. Yeah. But she never shunned us away from the newer stuff. And that's if anything, fantastic. she'd be like, I want to know. She's like, y'all, her thing, you like, y'all ain't going to leave me behind. And I remember <laughs> the first time I brought friends home and my grandmother started singing Canton Jones. And they looked at me like, how in the world does your grandmother know Kent Jones? <laughs> I said, my grandmother is one of the most diverse <laughs> gospel music people you will ever meet. Oh, and so beautiful. because of that, it instilled us to want to know what she know. Yeah. She wanted to know what we knew. So right. it all kind of meshed together. So mm -hmm. yeah, 
I think she kind of started that instant, you know, set the foundation for that. Oh, my, my wife, Ted, you would absolutely love hanging out with your grandma because she loves Canton Jones for one, but she like, <laughs> she loves gospel music. So she's all over the place. Um, yes. and, and like she would, she would enjoy like your, your selections too. She'd be like, Ooh, I, I, you know, like she, 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 yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she loves it. You know, one of the things like for me, college was when I, um, really got to explore because, you know, prior to that in high school, um, when I moved to the States, I was around, you know, like before my, my mom came over, I, you know, I went where I was taken. I didn't have a choice of, you know, just having immersion in any one uh, church or any church family. So I didn't have that. And when I, you know, my last year of high school, I, I actually had a church that I was now going to regularly because my mom went there as well. So we, we went as a family, my aunt went there as well. So I was even in the choir there, you know, <laughs> but I love that I could, I could do that. So when I came to Mercer, I was like, oh man, finding a church home, that's important. And, mm -hmm. and so New Piney Grove um, was that for me. I, and I was really excited to know that that family feel um, was there, the authentic care for each other's well-beings and the things that we were able to do on and off campus was, 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 it was ingrained in the culture of what the church was about, uh, is about. Um, and uh, really quickly, just because I know we've talked around the subject, uh, can you let us know where, I know, I, I know I've mentioned Macon, I've mentioned Straight Street, but kind of a little bit, you know how when a minister comes to the new church, say, you know, they'll be, they'll name the name, the church, the dress, mm -hmm. you know how we, we I, I love hearing that sound. I want to actually hear, uh, have you uh, tell everybody where you are and also where we can find New Piney Grove online too, because, you know, it's out there. Okay. We out there, we yeah. digital. We out there, <laughs> yes. We trying to keep up for the prison age. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, yes, we are New Piney Grove um, Baptist Church. We're at 258 Straight Street, um, Macon, Georgia, right in the heart of Macon, Georgia, middle Georgia. Um, and uh, we're under the leadership of Dr. Dave A. Wilcoxon and his lovely Ready? wife, um, Mama Ann. <laughs> and, um, but yes, we are um, right now uh, only having one service because you know everything happened with COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we are do having um, uh, in person um, as well as we're still live. We're on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, so you can uh, like our Facebook page, New Piney Grove Baptist Church, and also you can catch us on YouTube, or you can go to our website, npgbc.org, and the links to all the services as well as Pastor's blog. Mm -hmm. is all on their own um, website so yeah Excellent. so if you don't want to go through all finding that they put a link to the facebook page the youtube page as well as all um because pastors started doing a kind of like a daily word thing mm -hmm. um uh mpg word for the day and it's really good and even you know you can go and click through some of them right. um, if you just want to go through the past and do that but everything is on our website mpgbc.org Excellent. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, uh, Kalea. This has been um, an exciting episode for me. Uh, it really feels like I went back home uh, when I heard the song that you, you sent me a version uh, of Pastor E. Dewey Smith singing uh, the song, Lord, I Would Come to Thee. Um, and I loved it. 
uh the only 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 issue i had was i wish there was a version where i couldn't really understand the words to really immerse me back in the feeling of uncle bill but um I, I, <laughs> but i love i love that you were able to share that uh with me i love that you were able to come on the episode today um and just bless us with with uh your insights your knowledge and really just being able to really i hope and pray that this is able to touch somebody uh to to know that that they they that that they're able to uh when the time comes you know seek the lord and know that they can connect so you know you've done so much for us i appreciate you uh before before we before we end uh i'll i'll turn it to you see if you have a final thought before i close this um, no, I'm just thankful to be a part. Um, this was an exciting uh, podcast for me because, like I said, this is a passion for me. Um, music is a passion for me, and especially um, just remembering the old hymns because that's that was my my upbringing, right. and it has such a strong foundation in who I am today. So, um, even though I sing the newer stuff, the old stuff sometimes still is kind of what kind of gets me through the day. So I'm just very excited to, to be a part of this. And I thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you again. Um, okay, guys, for everybody that's uh, joined the episode today, I hope and pray that this really spoke to you because um, I, I truly appreciate my journey and my time at New Piney Grove. I still feel like I'm part of the part of the ministry, part of the church, because even the person she mentioned that that played the piano, uh, Patrick, uh, was that was he was one of my kids. Like he's a grown man, but he was one of my uh, young men that was that was in the uh, in the teen boys ministry. So it's great to see everybody has, as they've grown and matured through the years. Um, and Kalea, you have continued to just bless us with uh, with your willingness to serve. You know, because you know you have to be willing. Um, in order to get the message out to people. So God bless you. Thank you for it. Uh, for everybody else, make sure you tune in for more episodes. And remember, no matter what's going on in life, just make sure you stick with their, the journey because the joy is in the journey. All right. Thank you. Enjoyed you. See you guys later. Thanks. Bye.